Hello and welcome to episode 27 with Dr. Bing. So today we're going to be talking about neurodevelopmental disabilities. So what are neurodevelopmental disabilities? Well, basically that means that anything to do with the brain during development and having it not go right. So these include things like autism, ADHD, uh, dyslexia and a wide range of other impairments to the brain that affect millions of children worldwide. So some of these diagnoses seem to be increasing in frequency. And what we do know is that industrial chemicals that injure the developing brain are among the known causes for the rise in this prevalence. So in 2006, a systematic review was done and then five chemicals particularly were identified. These were lead, methyl mercury, polychlorinated biphenyls, arsenic and toluene. So these five have been actually found to be uh, neurological uh, toxicants or uh, they're toxic to the develop, uh, to the developing brain. Additionally, there are six ones like manganese, fluoride, chlorpyrifos, and this one is a hard one to pronounce is dichlorodiphenyltrichloroethane. <laughs> tetrachloroethylene and also polybrominated diphenyl ethers, which are flame retardants. So these are obviously very complex, difficult things to pronounce, not to, uh, not to even say recognize. So what are these things? Well, these are, these are things that are actually found within your environment. And what happens is that they cause a whole bunch of neurological deficits or it impairs the brain from developing properly. Now, I know we've talked about children, but these also directly uh, are related to Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. No one up until a few years ago was really making the link between these chemical toxins and heavy metals, uh, such as this paper that was actually co-authored by Harvard and Denmark. So how are you expected to live your <laughs> maximum useful in intended lifespan with all of your brain faculties intact unless you actually address these causes? Now, there are two ways, obviously, to think about this. One, you can prevent yourself from being exposed to all of these compounds that we've mentioned. That's the first way to do it. The second way to do it is to make sure that you are able to get rid of these things from inside your body and then excrete them. So the first one is about education. You need to learn about your personal care products, the products that you actually have at home, the kind of carpet that you're laying, the kind of materials that are inside your bed, and choose sustainable and natural alternatives. And this requires quite a bit of time and effort to do that. I'll give you a simple example. If you buy a car, consider buying a second-hand car and when you go and check the car out, make sure it doesn't contain that new car smell because the new car smell is a whole host of different plastic compounds that are off-gassing and these off-gassing compounds are very highly fat-soluble. So what happens? You breathe it in and then in it goes through the lung into your bloodstream and from the bloodstream it dissolves into your fat and it wrecks havoc there. Because fat is necessary for the production of hormones, then you start getting different effects hormonally and because all cells also have fat, then you might be disrupting the cell cellular energy production mechanism. There's just a whole host of things. 
the lungs is actually a very important exposure route that most people do not realize. So for example, mercury. Mercury, people talk about being from amalgams that is put in by dentists, or you eat a lot of fish. Did you know that if you breathe air, you have mercury toxicity? you have lead toxicity, you have cadmium toxicity. And that is because in the production of electricity, the burning of coal, that process releases mercury, arsenic, lead, cadmium into the air. And then when it rains, it brings all of these compounds down to earth. And it's in the air, it's such small particles, you basically breathe it in and it then gets bound into your body and then uh, sequestered into your cells. And the reason that it gets pushed into the cells is because your body cannot afford for these heavy metals to be lying around because they're highly reactive and they cause a lot of damage to the body if left unchecked. So they put it away. And what do they normally put it away in? Around fat. It basically wraps it in a bubble wrap of fat and that keeps it at bay. So unless you're constantly detoxing and then getting rid of these substances from your body, the exposure is going to be there. So limiting your exposure or unnecessary exposure is the main thing to do. But we all love to breathe. We all need our oxygen. And there is only a limit to how long you can actually hold your breath unless you're like a breath-holding champion. And one of the, uh, one of the nurses was a uh, previous world free-diving champion. She can hold her breath for five minutes and 40 seconds. So, you know, that, but that's not going to be feasible for most of us. So for us, the important part is to actually remove those toxins from your body. And the way to do that is to go through a continual everyday detox program. Now, I'm going to talk about detox in much more detail in future podcasts, but essentially your body already does this. It already knows that there are substances that it has to eliminate. It has processes in place for some of them, not necessarily all of the different toxins. And it goes through and it removes all of these things. But understand that removal of toxins, particularly the ones that are dangerous to us, is a very energetically costly exercise. So instead of trying to get rid of it, the body prefers to actually store it because that is the fastest and easiest way to get rid of it. And it's also cheapest. What we'll do in future podcasts is to teach you what substances you can take. For example, vitamin C. What kind of vitamin C? What uh, characteristics does that vitamin C need to have? What other things do you need together with the vitamin C to be able to escort it out of the cell? What do you need once it's out of the cell to keep it bound inside the bloodstream and then eventually out through the gut? How do you uh, pee it out? How do you sweat it out? How do you make it so that your cells function properly so that the nutrients that you're taking in actually make a difference and are able to do this? We'll cover all of this in a future uh, future podcast. But what I want you to know is understand your health is your responsibility and educating yourself about these different exposures is a very important first step. And then after that, you need to look at what you need to do in order to get rid of the actual toxins lying in your body. Well, this is HB. I'm very happy to be speaking with you. And again, please keep those questions coming. It helps me direct where it is that I'm going to focus my next, uh, my next podcast. And I'm here for you if you need me. Thank you very much and have a great day.